welcome everyone to the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I am your host, Munaf Manji. Back in the saddle to discuss another week of NBA basketball. And joining me, as usual, I got my guy here with me. It's Sleepy J. Sleepy, how's it going this evening, my friend? I'm living the dream, man. Sitting here watching college basketball, NBA. Just doing a lot of uh, Super Bowl player prop handicapping. So, got a lot of that done today. But, yep, living the dream, my man. Uh, I 100% agree. This is a little bit of a a downtime, we can say, before we're all anticipating the the big game uh, happening in Vegas in just, what, about 10 days or so between the Niners and the Chiefs. But, hey, all eyes then usually turn to the hardwood, whether it's the NBA or college basketball, like you mentioned. But you know, it's uh, been a night where we did uh, get news of some of the or the all-star reserves for each conference for the all-star game coming up here in a few weeks. Um so let's start with recapping our picks as we usually do. Uh, we keep it transparent. We keep it uh, keep ourselves accountable. Another winning week for us on the NBA podcast here. Sleepy, I had the over uh, between the LA Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. This number, when we uh, discussed it on the pod, Sleepy, last week, the opening number was at 237 and a half. This number closed around 244, 245 and a half. So if you got to the number early, um, you would have cashed that in regulation. Nonetheless, it did go into double overtime. Uh, the victory for the Lakers, 145, 144. So another uh, W there. And then our player prop best bet, uh, Sleepy. I think this one was probably one of the easier ones that we dug up, which was Jalen Duran over 11 and a half rebounds uh, against the Washington Wizards. And I know you messaged me. I think at half he was already in double-digit rebounds, and I think midway through the third quarter he uh, cleared this number against the Washington Wizards. And um, another player prop best bet to the window for us. I think that's now, what, three in a row that we've hit as far as our player prop best bets. Hopefully we can keep that rolling. I know you had the uh, player prop points over for Joel Embiid, and unfortunately – uh, that number or that bet did get voided. Uh, he is right now, and we'll talk about this here in a second here, Sleepy. But Embiid uh, dealing with a knee injury. He had been dealing with a, like an ankle injury or a knee injury that was keeping him out of games. Trying to give it a go against, um, I forgot who they just played the other night that he was in the game. And then he got, he was going to the locker room, coming back out, and lo and behold, got some news. We'll expand on that here in a second here, Sleepy. But anything else you want to mention about our picks before we do get into some uh, news around the association. Yeah, unfortunately, the Embiid prop ended up having to get voided, but the Duran prop was nice. I mean, it's a player that you know a lot of people don't know about. Even the books are probably very slow to move on a guy like that versus you know an Embiid or a Joker or something like that. So, you know, there's a real wise guy pick, you know, from you. I mean, you were the one that headed that up, and. It's more of just a matchup type of thing, right? Like we we identified that you looked at it and you were like, you know what, this is this has been a great matchup. So, you know, that's what we do on the podcast. We're trying to find the best bets. It doesn't always have to be the biggest name, um, and and people become more familiar with you know players like that when we go ahead and we give them out. So, you know, keep your eye on him. He's a good talent, really really talented basketball player. So it was nice to go ahead and catch another one of those. Uh, I think I'm actually going to give out an early prop for you guys, so be ready for that. That'll be coming soon. And then I like our player prop best bet that we have this week, Dermanoff. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that we're, we're I think we're reading the board correctly as far as our player props go here. And I think it's always a a very good discussion when we do give out our player prop best bet here on the pod. So, like I mentioned, we had a couple in a row. Hopefully, we can continue um, on that streak here for our player prop best bet. But stay tuned. Uh, we'll uh, give out our player prop best bet for the Friday night card. Uh, later on in the episode, as well as our Friday five uh, for this week. Uh, so maybe we talked about Joel Embiid, and right now, uh, as of Thursday evening, we did get some news about Joel Embiid. He does have a torn meniscus. Um, don't know what the exact timeline is going to be about Joel Embiid and how long he's going to be out, whether they're going to do treatment on it or whether he is going to opt for surgery. If he does opt for surgery, more than likely that is going to end his uh, season here for the Philadelphia 76ers. But nothing official yet. The only official news that we did get uh, sleepy here is that MB does have a torn meniscus that he did suffer in the last game for the Philadelphia 76ers. 
sucks. You know, I sit here and I root for Philly. You know, I grew up watching Allen Iverson and the 76ers, and, you know, they made it to the finals that one year against the Lakers, got beat. But, you know, it's been – it's not a team that's hard to root for. It's just it's a hard team to feel real confident that they're actually going to win a title. And, you know, this is one of their better teams, and they're going to need Embiid. So my feeling is that – I, I actually think Embiid will play because we've seen him play before through um, – I don't know if it was last year, Manoff, or the year before, but what didn't he need like a particular type of surgery? And he was like, you know what? I'm going to put it off. I'll get it done in the offseason. I swear that there was something like that. So yeah. if if it's not like one of those deals where the doctors are like, no, you're not going out there, you know, you can ruin, you know, your, your entire career, then he probably won't go. But I think if it's something that he could put off, I, I think that he will. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that right now, I mean, you just take a look where the Sixers are standing uh, in that Eastern Conference right now. We know that it's Boston, who over the last couple of games, at least at home, have been struggling a little bit. They were undefeated and now have lost three straight games at home, followed by the Milwaukee Bucks. We've talked a lot about the New York Knicks and their resurgence after the trade for OG and Anobi. Um, And then Cleveland and Philly right now are fighting for that 4-5 spot in the Eastern Conference. And you know, outside of Joel Embiid as well, I know Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris have been dealing with injuries as well. I know Ty- uh, Tyrese Maxey was named an all-star reserve in the Eastern Conference. He's also playing tonight in Utah uh, against the Jazz here. But again, a the reigning MVP, if this team is going to have any success here, sleep, but they are going to need Joel Embiid on the floor. And Joel Embiid is a guy that we know that if he's if he's if he knows he can be out there, like he's going to be out there and playing basketball because we've seen him put up monster performance after monster performance for the Sixers team. And there's a reason why he was the MVP last year uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. So, you know, like I mentioned, we don't know what the exact timeline is going to be sleepy for Joel Embiid, but I think also we take a look that the MVP odds have significant, uh, significantly shifted. And I know there's a new rule this season for all the awards uh, across the NBA where teams have, or sorry, players have to play at least 65 games in the regular season to qualify for these awards. Now that more than likely means that Joel Embiid, you can cross his name off of the MVP odds and currently over on DraftKings as it stands right now, Nikola Jokic is the minus uh, odds on favorite to win MVP this upcoming season at minus 140, SGA plus 275, Luka at plus 550, Giannis at seven to one, and then Joel Embiid has trickled all the way down to sixty to one because of the injury news uh, that we just discussed here, Sleepy. I know you and I were talking offline about it. First, I want to get your thoughts because obviously the rule and you know Adam Silver in the front office and the league league offices they want the superstars playing um, if they can, right? Trying to avoid the load management, quote unquote, the injury management. I mean, just tonight we saw the Lakers sitting both. Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Now, fortunately for the Lakers, they were able to pull the upset as a 16 and a half point underdog and win the game outright. But what are your thoughts on this threshold that's kind of been imposed by the league uh, for these awards for these players to qualify for a 65 game minimum? I'm kind of like in between with it because I think that the league has to push the stars out on the floor. Nobody wants to go to a game and, you know, pay all that money and, or, you know, travel too. I mean, I, I, uh, on occasion, we'll drive to Philadelphia, and boy, I'll tell you, it would kind of suck if I didn't get to see Embiid play, you know, when I'm out there looking at, you know, guys like Nick Batum and, and things like that. It's like, ah, man, like, this wasn't, you know, an enjoyable experience. I don't feel like I got my money's worth, but when you when the, the best players are, you know, on the floor, you know, that that's going to be awesome. You know, you're going to feel like you, you certainly got your, your money's worth, but I think... Like I was sitting thinking about, it. I'm like, well, what happens if a guy gets like a high ankle sprain, you know, two times out of the year and ends up with, you know, the flu? A lot of players ended up sick this year, and it's like, okay, well, maybe you, you maybe you missed three games with the flu, but maybe you had two ankle sprains or something like that. Like that's not your fault. So I think that there's, I mean, obviously there's going to be a gray area that's discussed this year. Um, I think you're gonna. It, I don't know how the NBA is going to do it. Like maybe it's going to be like a significant injury um, could be, you know, overlooked or something like that. But if it's like one of those rest management, uh, you know, ankle tightness or whatever, um, I don't know. My, my my feeling says that they're going to revisit it. They'll discuss it. But 
I, I just I have a feeling that they might not change it or they're just going to get rid of it at all. I initially looked like when I or it, when the uh, the rule was announced, it made sense, right? Because like you mentioned, like you're kind of on both sides of the fence of it, right? Because you you hit the nail on the head that fans pay a lot of money to go out to watch some of their favorite players play, right? And they're more than likely usually the superstar players, right? You mentioned Joe, the Joel Embiid of the world, the LeBrons of the world, the Lucas of the world, the Giannis of the world, um, the Tatums of the world as well, right? And and not only that, it also goes into the fact that, you know, you, you have to pay for the parking, concessions, and things like that. So it's a lot of money out of fans' pockets to go out and see these superstar players play. But at the same time, you also, like, the owners are 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 paying a lot of money for these players uh for the success of their team and and i think that i think for the implementation this season i think that's something that they are going to have to revisit in the off season here uh for you know this rule that they've implemented for the awards i think that maybe like a 70 or 75 game um, I think that limitation makes a little bit more sense. But I think you're also correct that, hey, if there is some type of significant injury, God forbid, a Achilles or a torn ACL, something of that nature, that that just completely eliminates, you know, these players from being, uh, you know, in the possibility for that award. Because let's say a guy like Joel Embiid, he was, he was leading the league in points per game. He played 60 games and all of a sudden he has a significant injury. And, you know, unfortunately, he's not able to qualify the award. So, We'll see, man. I mean, anything else you want to add about this? Because I feel like it's it's a conversation that we could sit here and have for hours. I think like the significant injury, that's more than likely that's going to knock somebody out of the running anyways. You know, if you miss 15 games in a row, you kind of get forgotten about, I think, regardless of the stats that you have. But like right. I was saying, like if it's like a flu, a turned ankle, uh, you know, maybe you got poked in the eye or broke your nose or something, you have to miss a couple games. But, you know, you were having a season like Embiid, if you're not out of the picture for too long, then I, I know that somebody's going to get screwed. Like if Embiid comes back and plays hurt, right? Maybe he gets overshadowed. Maybe he kind of gets forgotten about for a couple of games, but let's just say he's still eligible, which I think that he still is if he were to come back on like a couple of games. Um, it, it's just one of those situations where I think that certain players will get screwed from, from time to time. I, and I talked about this when we when we started the NBA podcast in the beginning of the year, and I said this rule is going to screw somebody. And I didn't think it would be like the MVP favorite, but I figured, well, now is the time to go and, and take more of a long shot approach because you know if if KD goes down, if Jokic goes down, if Embiid goes down, I'm like you just cleared out you know some of the top guys in the league, and I think we were discussing. Maybe it was Jason Tatum or something like that, where it was the guy that was, yeah, you know, relatively long shot odds, but has a history of being able to play and being able to play through injuries. And I think that, you know, going forward, depending on what they do with this award, most important thing, find a guy that is reliably healthy and that, you know, plays through injuries. And those are the guys that you probably want to target for this award. Um, unfortunately, and, and I hate to say it, but, you know, Embiid has a long history of injury. So yeah, it, why put your money on a guy like that? It, even if he's, you know, you're not going to get great odds with a guy like Embiid because he puts up big numbers. So bets like that are just, it's a big risk. So look for more of the longer shot type of picks, at least if it stays like this. And I think that you're at least going to have a ticket coming down the stretch if you find a healthy guy, you know, that's really good, like a Jason Tatum. It's at least going to be live at the end and you're going to feel like, you know, you at least got some bang for your buck. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned right now, right? Because we have four four uh, players right now that have odds of 10 to 1 or less, right? Like I mentioned, Jokic right now, minus 140, SGA plus 275, Luka plus 550, and Giannis at 7 to 1. And then it takes a dip all the way down to 40 to 1 for the gentleman that you just mentioned, Jason Tatum. Joel Embiid drops a 60 to 1, and then it goes up Jalen Brunson, 80 to 1. And then the rest of the list starts at 100, uh, 101 with De'Aaron Fox, Anthony Edwards, Halliburton, Kawhi, KD, Devin Booker, uh, Demonis Sabonis, and so on. So I, I did take a flyer on um, on Jason Tatum at 50 to 1 when we heard about the news of, um, you know, Embiid 
missing more time because I think more than likely if he's going to miss, I think it's either four more games um, that he's going to be out of the award or in contention for the MVP award. So like, you know, Sleepy, like you mentioned that, you know, if you are going to take a flyer right now as we approach the all-star break and the NBA trade deadline, that you probably want to look at one of these guys that have longer shots. I think Jason Tatum right now, at least for both you and I, probably fits that mold right now at 40 to 1. Is there any other guy on this list that kind of intrigues you? Uh, outside of Tatum, I would probably say maybe maybe Giannis. And the only reason I would say Giannis is because I think that the Bucks have a chance to go on a pretty hot run and end up being the, the leader in the East. So I would look at, at, at a team that's going to end up finishing with the best record in the conference. So it would probably be Giannis or Tatum for me. That would probably be the way that I go. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Giannis at seven to one as well, especially now that they got Doc Rivers in the fold there. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, that if they are uh, going to be able to make that run and climb the Eastern Conference standings right now, where the Boston Celtics do hold that number one spot, four and a half games above uh, the Boston Celtics. Right? Uh, sorry, the Milwaukee uh, four and a half game lead for the Boston Celtics over the number two seed right now, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So maybe let's uh, get into the Friday night card here um, with, again, a couple of matchups here that did stand out to us. We'll start here with a non-conference matchup between the Orlando Magic and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the Wolves are hosting the Orlando Magic here. Currently, as it stands, the Wolves are a seven-point favorite with a total of 213.5. The uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are going to, is going to see the return, I should say, of Mike Conley, who missed... I believe the last couple games there with a hamstring injury, but they do get their point guard back on the floor. As far as the Orlando Magic on their injury report currently, uh, pretty clean injury report. Gary Harris is probable for this game. So we, uh, let's start with a uh, spread here. Minus seven in favor of the Minnesota Timberwolves hosting the Orlando Magic. Any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I actually like the Wolves here. It feels like it's probably going to end up being a bad matchup here for Orlando. I think Orlando relies, you know, a lot of their offense is generated down on the block inside. And it's pretty much, you know, Bankero, Wagner. But, you know, when you have to deal with a guy like Cat and you have to deal with Gobert, you know, it's it's just not easy sledding, you know, operating your offense against guys like that. So I think that Orlando's offense will be a little bit bogged down here. And I think, you know, the Wolves in, in a different sense is like they're more of a versatile team. They can go ahead and adjust if they need to adjust. If they're looking, you know, for inside type of game and like, you know what, it, it's turning out to be not such, such a great matchup for us. We can go ahead, we can, you know, make a lot of our offense work on the outside. I don't think Orlando is really that type of team. So I would, I would go ahead, I would take the Wolves here because of that. But I would also go ahead and take the Wolves here because I'm not necessarily sure that Franz Wagner is up to speed yet and it's good to see him back it's good to see him going ahead and having you know increasingly better games as as the games tick by but I think going on the road with kind of a I would say an unfavorable matchup against a very good team Wagner not necessarily up to speed yet it's kind of a, a more than more than enough check marks in the red for Orlando here than there are for Minnesota so I would go ahead I would lay the points here I would lay the seven and I think just because Minnesota's here at home, that this line probably goes to seven and a half because NBA, the key number is seven. Um, so don't be shocked if it ticks up to seven and a half. So if there's a seven out there and you agree with me, jump on the Wolves as soon as you can. Yeah. And the Wolves, uh, I'm sorry, the Magic in their last 11 road games are just three and eight uh, against the spread. And you mentioned, I know the Wolves this season started off really red hot. Uh, as far as covering spreads at home, they have cooled off uh, just a little bit, um, but they still are 18 and four straight up at home this season, 12, nine and one against the spread covering at 57.1%. And I think you nailed the handicap here. Is that exactly what I was looking at is that the front court right now of, you know, your defensive anchor and Rudy Gobert. And I was watching that game the other night between the Oklahoma City Thunder and this Minnesota Timberwolves team and Rudy Gobert absolutely was shut down the paint. Uh, he was creating difficult shots for the Oklahoma City Thunder offense. And you saw, I mean, if you're watching that game, you saw that these guys, they were trying to penetrate into the paint. As soon as they saw Rudy Gobert, they were dribbled back out. 
you know, try a fadeaway jump shot. It just didn't, it wasn't working for them. So I think that in this game where I, I, when you are very reliant on jump shooting and trying to get to the paint, I think that's going to be a difficult task for the Orlando Magic, especially a team that's not a very good three-point shooting team either in the Orlando Magic, right? So I think that this might be a very defensive-minded game, but I think I, I'm with you. I do like the Wolves here. Minus a seven against the Orlando Magic on Friday night. It's going to be another game that is standing out on the Friday night card. It's going to be another non-conference matchup. It's going to be the Phoenix Suns. They continue their road trip. They head to the ATL to take on the Atlanta Hawks. Currently, as it stands, the Suns are a three and a half point road favorite here with a total of 248 and a half. And looking at the injury report for both of these teams, start here with the road team in the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Bradley Beal is available to play in this game. He's dealing with a, a nasal fracture. Uh, Bull Bull is probable for this game here as well. For the Atlanta Hawks, pretty clean injury report. Only uh, player that is uh, questionable for the Atlanta Hawks is going to be DeAndre Hunter, who's dealing with a right knee uh, injury here. Uh, Sleepy, let's start with the side here or the total. Uh, what are you thinking about this game between the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks? Well, it's kind of like a, a tough game for me to pick, but not the total. I like the total. I like the total over. But it's just it's one of those weird situations where I was kind of felt like I was in a quandary the last time that the Suns played. So they played Brooklyn, and the line was, to me, it was suspicious. Brooklyn was at home, and they were getting only three and a half points. And I'm like, man, I'm like, this line feels like it should be like maybe like Suns minus seven. And I really wanted to pull the trigger because I'm like, the Suns are just so much better than this Brooklyn Nets team, even in Brooklyn. And I'm like, why is this line three and a half? I'm like, is it a back-to-back situation? Is it because Phoenix has kind of been on the road for a while? So I kind of was like, you know what? I feel like I'm going to get get caught with my hand in the cookie jar here with this one. I'm going to avoid the game. So naturally, I avoid the game. I look at the scoreboard. Suns go. They take care of business. I'm like, damn. I'm like, you know, I let it, I let a winner slip through slip through my fingers there. So now I'm looking at this game and it's not like I feel exactly the same. Like Atlanta is better than Brooklyn, but the line is exactly the same. And I'm wondering same thing, you know, is it one of those situations where, you know, we got the Suns on the road now for what, five, five games in a row now. And I'm just, just kind of iffy. And um, I think sometimes you, you have to, you have to approach your sports betting that way sometimes is okay. I didn't screw up last time. And are they trying to get me again? And if and if you start thinking that, then just avoid the pick. You know, you can you can kick yourself after it wins or or feel good after it loses. But you want to make sure that you're comfortable, that you're confident, and that you believe in you know the, your handicapping ability to say, you know what, sometimes I can spot this or I can spot that. I I kind of had a hunch that maybe I was going to be right on the last game. Maybe avoid avoid Phoenix. So. I think the, the smart thing for me to do here is just avoid them at all costs and play the total because I think that, you know, the Suns, I mean, they just shoot such a high percentage in Atlanta. They're not a team that's going to go out there and look to play defense. They're going to look to go ahead and just push the pace. And, you know, when you got guys like Murray and, and Young, I mean, they're going to light the scoreboard up. And I think that, that the Suns have no problem running because it's going to be something that they're going to have to do once they get into the playoffs. So, these kind of teams, I think, when Phoenix meets up with them, is a unique time for them to just get out there, run, get Bradley Beal running with Booker and KD, and see what a high-paced, high, high-powered offense looks like. And we saw it in the last game against Brooklyn, 136 points for the Suns. So um, it's nice when everybody gets to hit the, you know, hit the stat sheet. So I think they'll look to do that again. Um, I can only see this number going up. So I like the over in this one, but. I, I really want to pull the trigger on the Suns again, but something just tells me that I made the right call last time. Let's not let's not get caught with my hand in the cookie jar here. Yeah, I mean, look, you mentioned it, the total in this game, and I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and give out my best bet here. That is going to be the over in this game at 248.5. And, and a lot of the things that you mentioned that it makes sense for this game, you know, to see a lot of points, right? So I'll start here with the Phoenix Suns and both these teams actually offensively I'll start there that they're both right now they're firing on all cylinders there's no question about it um both teams are top 10 in offensive efficiency right now especially over the last five games in the entire NBA 
But the Atlanta Hawks at home this season here, Sleepy, uh, are 15 and 8 towards the over 65.2% in their home games. And in non-conference games this season, hosting Western Conference opponents, uh, they are 6-2 and two to the over. And you talk about the Atlanta Hawks not playing much defense, right? Where they are the fourth worst defensive rated team over the last five games as well. And the Phoenix Suns defensively below league average as well in offensive efficiency as well. So I'm not sure if I can trust the Hawks on at least covering the spread because they are one of the worst teams against the spread at home this season where they have a record of uh, 10 and 13 straight up and just five and 18 against the spread. Uh, but I think that defense is going to be very, very questionable in this game. I think that we'll see a lot of pace in this game here as well. Atlanta, another team that lo- loves to play with pace. They are second. They are the second fastest team uh, over the last five game as far as pace goes uh, in the entire association. So I think we see a shootout in this game. Uh, don't don't be surprised if you see Devin Booker putting up another 30, 40 points here. Kevin Durant having a repeat performance of what he did in Brooklyn. Bradley Beal has come along very well as well. Obviously, with the Atlanta side, I mean, they have guys that can fill up the, the basket, right? Obviously, with Trey Young, um, they have their shooters in Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bey, DeJounte Murray. So I think that we'll see a lot of points being put up in this game. So my best bet here for the Friday night card, Sleepy, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks over 248 and a half right now as it stands on DraftKings. All right. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm on board with you. I didn't know that that was going to be your best bet. So that's music to my ears. So I would say maybe, maybe since we're both on that, Maybe we go and we get after that as soon as possible. That that number probably crawls up a little bit. Yeah, I would not be surprised uh, if this number is going to be uh, above 250 uh, by the time, you know, maybe it's early morning or afternoon that this number is on the move here. But right now it is at 248 and a half. Sleepy, take us over to your best bet for the Friday night card. What do you got for the people? All right, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give out my best bet here. Golden State Warriors minus the five points. Uh, they're playing the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies are playing tonight, and they're in a, a little bit of a battle. A lot of people probably didn't think that against the Cavaliers. So um, Grizzlies players all went, you know, full tilt, I would say. So they could be a little bit sluggish here. Now, Golden State, they do have a back-to-back. They're going to end up playing the Atlanta Hawks, we were just talking about here on Saturday. But, but we were just talking – on the last podcast that I felt like this version of the Warriors was the the best version of the Warriors. And I think that it, they're in a situation enough where it's go time for them. Like they cannot screw around right now. You got Draymond back. You have a lineup that's working. Clay has looked pretty good. He's actually out there. I'll, I'll tell you this. Clay actually has looked pretty good on defense. So I don't know if if he got a kick in the ass or if he's just feeling really good, but I think his defensive play has stepped up. Um, the rotations are much better. It, it, this looks like a pretty good Warriors team right now, and I think going on the road here against a Grizzlies team that, look, I get it. Like They can compete most nights, and, and they'll compete at home, and maybe Cleveland was overlooking them a little bit. I know Mobley was out of the lineup for Cleveland, but like this isn't a team that's going to beat the best version really of any team, so – I think the Grizzlies kind of need to bring their A game. And I, I don't know if if they're a team, you know, without all their stars, that they could really bring an A game together um, just because it's just too many too many moving parts, too many missing pieces. So they, I think you're getting maybe their A effort tonight, and that would probably lead them to be pretty flat here against the Warriors here on Friday. So I like this version of the Warriors right now. I think they're going to go on a run. You know, we talked about this on the last podcast that – this was certainly a team that I was going to, you know, look to go ahead and back. And, you know, they kind of got all their all their shit together when they played the 76ers. And, you know, the 76ers, on a, on a normal night off, I think that we probably would have looked to not play the Warriors. Like, there's no way we would have been like, yeah, you know what? This team just, they let you down. And, and even at home, they, they still can't beat those good teams. But they went and they beat Philly. And like I said, it was like maybe the best version of them stepping onto the court. So I would look to go ahead and back them, certainly. So I'm going to make them my best bet here, minus the five. I think this line goes up. I certainly think it goes up. I wouldn't be shocked if this closes maybe Warriors minus seven. Yeah, look, I mean, you mentioned, right, this Memphis Grizzlies team, they are decimated by injuries right now. And it's been pretty much their starting lineup, right? We know John Moran's gone for the year. 
Marcus Smart is going to be missing uh, several more weeks um, and some of their bench pieces as well. So right now, I mean, this team is just struggling scoring offensively. Um, fortunately, I know for me, I, I had the Grizzlies plus to eight tonight. They barely got the cover. They only lost or they lost the game by seven. Uh, but being in a back-to-back situation, you're sleepy. It hasn't been very good for the Memphis Grizzlies thus far this uh, season, uh, where they are, I believe, just one and seven uh, against the spread are the Grizzlies in back-to-back uh, situations this season. Um, I'm sorry, no. So let me correct myself here before I give out the wrong information. So they're one and seven straight up, four and four against the spread. But I think that one thing that really stands out here on back-to-back situations, Grizzlies are seven and one towards the under uh, in those games here as well. Let's not forget, Sleepy, that um, the Warriors lost to the Memphis Grizzlies on their home court uh, back on January 14th. So it's also a revenge spot here for the Golden State Warriors. And you also take a look over the last five games for this Golden State Warriors team. Uh, whatever, you know, the lineups that Steve Kerr has been tinkering with and, and trying to find that right chemistry, um, they're right now in top five uh, offensive efficiency over the last five games are the Golden State Warriors. So like you mentioned right now is that right now is a go time that you kind of want to build that momentum if you're the um, Golden State Warriors going into the All-Star break because right now they're even out of the play-in tournament picture um, are the Golden State Warriors. They're two and a half games out of that 10th spot where it's possessed right now by the Utah Jazz. So uh, like you mentioned, it is go time right now for the uh, Golden State Warriors. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much, maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Um, sleepy, a lot of great things happening right now on pregame.com, obviously with the big game right around the corner, March madness is going to be here before we know it. Then also the MLB season is right around the corner as well, but let our uh, listeners know what they can take advantage of right now happening on pregame.com. Well, right now I know a lot of the guys are putting up their Super Bowl packages and, uh, I actually have a, a player prop package up now, so like I said, was working on a lot of the Super Bowl props. So you're going to get a lot of guys that are doing Super Bowl stuff. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys right now in pregame that are hot. Uh, A.J. Hoffman is just sizzling. I mean, this dude's been on fire for the last 
three months or so, uh, over like the last 90 days, he's up like 90 plus units. Like, don't want to say that that's unheard of, but it is kind of unheard of. I mean, he's kicking ass in college basketball, UFC, NFL. Uh, he's hitting on all cylinders. And you guys could save 15 bucks on anything there at pregame. All you have to do is enter Coach 15. That'll save you 15 bucks there. Uh, you can get like weekender access or you can get all week access. I know Uncle Dave uh, is getting ready and he's locking in with all his Super Bowl stuff. So no, save 15 bucks on somebody, maybe like an Uncle Dave or something for like an entire week. Maybe go ahead and pick something up there on Monday, carry you right through the Super Bowl. So it's a great time to buy. Um, you know, you'll get a lot of guys. I mean, they have right now, I think I have eight player props went off for the Super Bowl. So you can get a guy like Fezzik or something like that. Like he, there, there's a chance you end up with 20 or 30 bets that are that are just really good. So I would go ahead. I would I would look to go ahead and invest uh you know, in, in something certainly this week, it's it's a great week to go ahead and do so. So, like I said, enter Coach 15, save 15 bucks there on anything there at pregame.com. There we go. Uh, all right, CB, let's get over to our, let's go with our player prop best bet uh, for the Friday night card. Like I mentioned, we've hit three in a row here. Hopefully we can continue the winning streak here with our player prop best bet. You want to uh, lead us off with our player prop best bet this week? All right, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to play Trey Young over his point total, 25 and a half. Uh, Manoff has been the leader here with the player prop. So it, it's kind of one of those things where if you win, you get to pick the pick the pick next week. And if the other guy agrees, then, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of on board with that. So Manoff's been, been kicking butt here. So he, he headed up Trey Young. And you were talking about, you know, the all-star snubs there, Manoff. And I think that that – like that's a sharp handicap. Like that's something that you want to look for. That is something that the sharpest betters in the world are putting into their handicap saying, you know what, this guy's going to be pissed off. And you said, you know what, that was kind of like one of the main drivers here. Now we obviously think that this is going to be an extremely high scoring game. Your best bets on the over and Trey young might come out salty. And he's a guy that, you know, he could beat you on the inside outside. He can certainly go ahead and beat you at the free throw line. So I feel like the number's low, maybe maybe like 27 and a half might make me think about it, but I just think that there's so many points in this one that the stars are going to shine. Booker's going to Booker and Durant are going to shine. Murray and and Trey Young are going to shine, but if there's anybody that's salty that's taking the ball and saying, "You know what? I'm showing everybody how damn good I am against, you know, one of the best teams in the league." It's going to be Trey Young without a doubt. Yeah, look, he's been playing real well, uh, at least over the last five games, in particular the last three games. And they've all been very high-scoring games. If you want to go back to the Dallas game, he had 30 points and 11 assists in that game, followed up that performance against the Raptors with 30 points and another 12 dimes. And then against the Lakers in their last game on Tuesday night, he had 26 points and 13 dimes in that game as well. So we know the usage is definitely going to be there for a guy like Trey Young. And again, being snubbed from the all-star game um, and, you know, being a reserve. I think that's something that, that these guys, you know, they, they have pride, right? They have egos and they want to go out and show that I deserve to be in an all-star game. I think Trey Young is one of those guys as well. So um, our player prop best bet here is going to be um, Trey Young over 25 and a half points on Friday night as they host the Phoenix Suns. Slaby, so you also did have another player in mind that you think is going to have a big night uh, in the association before we do get to our Friday Five here. I'll give you the floor here. Who do you have in mind? I'm looking at Brandon Ingram. I think currently right now Zion, Herb Williams are on the injury report for the Pelicans. Now, they're playing the San Antonio Spurs, and you, you definitely want to go ahead and look towards an over with a player when somebody's playing the San Antonio Spurs because they, they literally don't play any defense. I think the Pelicans the last time went off that they played San Antonio. I think they put up like 135 plus points. Brendan Ingram had a pretty big game. But one of the things that that I'm never worried about Ingram is that it doesn't matter if Zion's on the floor or whoever's on the floor. He's going to get up his shot volume. And against a team like the Spurs, you know, if I end up with no Zion, no Herb Williams, well then there has to be production going somewhere. And Ingram will will go ahead and he'll shoot the rock. I mean, don't be surprised if he ends up, you know, shooting it 25 times, you know, in this particular game. And even though Zion sat out, I mean, maybe he gets limited for a couple minutes here or something like that. But it's more of a play against the Spurs. And 
Ingram had a, a pretty good game last time out against against San Antonio. I think he had like 24 points or something like that. So I would expect him maybe to come out somewhere in like, like 22, 23 and a half area. I mean, he averages 21 and a half points on the year, but I would expect him to probably tick it up here a little bit against the Spurs. But I think if you hit this as soon as possible, because we're seeing all these players, like I, I know yesterday was, was a day that people were, were complaining about like a late scratch right before the game. It was like, I had no idea this guy was going to sit out. So it seems like like we're seeing more and more of that. So maybe Zion gets gets a late scratch here because I think that the Pelicans are probably going to be pretty comfortable, maybe even if Zion sits out. I think Zion might actually play, but you never know. So I'm looking at Ingram. I think he goes over his point total here. It's, it's just an, a matchup that I kind of want to take advantage of against San Antonio. Yeah, these two teams matched up back on December 17th uh, earlier this season, and that was a game where the Pelicans put up 146 points in San Antonio. And you're, you're right, Brandon Ingram did finish that game in 27 minutes, had 26 points on 10 to 17, shooting 5 of 7 uh, from three-point line. So I expect the Pelicans, and more in particular, uh, Brandon Ingram, to have another big night against this San Antonio Spurs defense. Again, San Antonio at home this season, uh, Sleepy. They've, we talked about how the Hawks have been one of the teams that have been uh, trending towards the over in their home games. Um, Spurs are right there as well. They're 15 and 9 towards the over, 62.5% uh, towards the over. They're allowing uh, close to 122 points per game to the opposition in their home games. So hopefully, that is going to be led by uh, Brandon Ingram in this game. All right, so let me one last order of business that is going to be the Friday five, as it is Friday night in the association. Uh, again, go to pregame.com, just go to that contest tab, look for that Friday five, insert your uh, five players who you think are accumulating the most points on the Friday night card. We'll give you our Friday five here. Uh, and we've won, hey, twice this season already, Sleepy. So hopefully we can make it a third time this season with our Friday five. Why don't you lead us off with our Friday five? All right, so. Let's go right back to the Atlanta game. Obviously, we think they're going to score a lot of points, and we could take Trey Young. I, I, why would we not? Um, he's going to be our player prop best bet. So let's throw let's throw Trey Young in there, and I think maybe we just go on the other side, and maybe we go ahead and we put KD in there. We, we think there's probably going to be you know close to 250 points. So you know if we're going ahead and we're stacking you know top five guys that we think are going to score a bunch of points, why not use this game? So we'll take one of those guys from each side. Um, why don't you give out the the, the other three? Because the one pick, I think it's a, it's like another sharp pick, but I I know nobody's going to end up taking them. But I actually I, I love the pivot here that we're that we're looking at. Yeah, I'll save that one for last. Um, but let's start here with another guy that uh, got uh, snubbed, maybe from the All Star game as well. And that's going to be Darren Fox. Uh, they are taking on the Indiana Pacers and obviously two teams that made a trade um, between Demonis Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton. I know Halliburton has returned um, for the Pacers, but in the limited capacity, he's going to be on a minutes restriction as well. But focusing on De'Aaron Fox here, right? I think this is another guy that definitely deserved to be on the all-star team. Um, and like we talked about with Trey Young, right? He might come out with some vengeance and, and you know, put it on the Indiana Pacers. I think that defensively for the Indiana Pacers. They have improved, you know, as the season has progressed here. But when you have a team like the Kings coming in that do like to play with pace, especially a guy with De'Aaron Fox, who's just so difficult to stay in front of, uh, I just think that he's going to have a big night here against the uh, Indiana Pacers. So we'll throw in De'Aaron Fox in there as well. And then we'll go back to that game. We talked about the Orlando Magic and the Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, um, this guy is pretty much the offense, you know, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I know I mentioned that Mike Conley is going to be back, but he's more of a guy that sets up this offense. He gets the assist, you know, for this Minnesota Timberwolves team. And you know when it comes down to it, especially in clutch time, Anthony Edwards, um, you know, he, he's that guy. I don't know. I don't know if you saw the notes from his last game. I think it was against the Thunder where he was, you know, complaining about the refs not getting him any calls. And I was watching this game and I 100% agreed with him. He was getting hacked on his arm. He was getting hacked on his wrist, and he wasn't getting that call. So, you know, maybe the Timberwolves sent some tape on Edwards and, and how he didn't get those foul calls that were called fouls, and maybe he does get a friendly whistle in this game, uh, and he goes to the free throw line a little bit more uh, because of what transpired in that Thunder game. So I think that he could have a big night here as well against Orlando Magic. And the last guy I think is a good pivot here, and I think both you and I agreed about this, is 
who goes to that game between the Toronto Raptors and the Houston Rockets. And we're going to throw in Alpern and Shangoon uh, into our Friday Five here. And I've been an advocate over the past several years of um, betting on opposing big men going up against the Toronto Raptors because, again, for the past several seasons, Sleepy, they just don't have that traditional big man that can, number one, rebound the basketball or defend the paint. And now when you have to go up against a guy like Shangun, who I I know I'm buying a biased uh, fan here, maybe a little fandom of me coming out here, that you know I think he deserves to be in the All-Star game here as well just because of the year that he is having right now for the Houston Rockets, right? He's improved year over year, but um, Coach Imi Udoka has really figured out that our offense runs through Alpern and Shangun. Like, he's our engine. So I think he's primed to have a huge uh, game here tonight for the uh, – or sorry, for the Friday night card for the Houston Rockets. So we'll throw in Alpern and Shangun to round out our Friday five here, Sleepy. I love it. I think the matchup is going to be extremely favorable. I will say this. Are you sure that De'Aaron Fox didn't make the All-Star game? Because that's, like, absolutely criminal. Look at the MVP. Let me double check. He's eighth. He's eighth right now on the MVP odds, and for them to exclude him would it would kind of make me think that the NBA All Star Game is just an absolute joke. That whoever is voting these people in, um, they need to not probably have that job of voting people in. So let's see here. I have the Western Conference below. So we got Devin Booker and Anthony Edwards in Kawhi, AD, Carl Anthony Towns, Paul George. Um, and this says in the West, the Sacramento Kings deserve. How is Paul George over De'Aaron Fox? That makes zero sense. So this is just uh, this is a, it sounds like it's a fanboy kind of thing. Like that, that's just stupid. So both of the uh, Sacramento Kings uh, players, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, were left off uh, of the All-Star uh, game. So, uh, or also actually the All-Star team. Uh, so maybe I think that, you know, like we'd mentioned about Trey Young, some of these guys that did get snubbed, the De'Aaron Fox of the world, the Demonis Sabonis of the world, may want to take a look at their player props on the Friday night card here. But yeah, I 100% agree. I don't know how Paul George made it over Darren Fox, who was ab- having an absolute fantastic year. And like you mentioned, what is he? The seventh favorite in the MVP voting uh, is De'Aaron Fox. He's eighth right now on DraftKings at 100 to 1. And like we were just talking about, you know, looking for like a long shot type of player. Like there's a guy. There's a guy that, that could have motivation, have a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, he could end up going on some insane, crazy tear because he's all pissed off because he rightfully should be on the all-star team. You know, maybe Fox goes out there and starts scoring, you know, 40, 50 a night and, and you know, proving a point. Honestly, like if, if I'm De'Aaron Fox and, and I make the all-star roster next year, I, I probably try to boycott it because it's just <laughs> – I'm yeah. quite shocked that that guy is not on this roster. That that just it, – it surprises the living daylights out of me. He should be there. How do you feel – before we wrap up here, Sleepy, how do you feel that – these guys that did get snubbed, and we're talking about here that De'Aaron Fox should have made it over a guy like Paul George. But when these some of these guys that are injured and won't be able to play, maybe like the Joel Embiid of the world, that hey, you get to come in as an alternate, but you you get you get to come in as an alternate and you know take the place, but you weren't. You weren't the first selection because there's an injury. You are now, you know, the guy that's going to be uh, selected for these guys. I don't know. I think that would leave a kind of a sour taste in my mouth. Well, I kind of think that maybe they need to do away with the first team, second team, third team. I think they just need to pick, you know, the the top 15 or 20 guys. Um, Because when you're leaving people out like Trey Young and you're leaving people out like De'Aaron Fox, especially with the season that he's having – it just makes it look stupid. Like that's the way I'm I'm thinking about the NBA All Star game right now is that it just it feels stupid. Um, ultimately, their goal is to what is to sell the NBA All Star game to give a enjoyable experience to as many of the the fan bases as they can, and to cut out one of the best players in the league who's having one of the better years that we've seen. Um, it just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense from a business standpoint, but. Why not just you know have have twenty guys and just say you know what yeah you're you're an alternate you're not you know you're not in the yeah. on the first team maybe make a first team and it's you know fifteen alternates then you're not going to leave out a guy like uh, 
you know, like a De'Aaron Fox. You know, maybe you're maybe you're leaving out a guy. And I don't even say Paul George. I mean, he would be like a guy that I would feel like would be right on that fringe where if he if he made it, you're, no big deal. And if he didn't, you know, no big deal. But you can't leave a guy like Fox off there. Like either expand expand the roster so you can have more players. Because like you were just saying. Players are going to sit. Players are going to opt out and, and say, yeah, you know, it's 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 great, but you know, I, I messed up my knee. I'm I'm not gonna go. You know, it, the season's too important. So yeah. They need to another thing the NBA needs to to figure out. Fix the all star game and, and get guys in there that should be in there instead of uh like I said, it it just feels like it was a fanboy type of uh, roster this year. Yeah, I mean I agree one hundred percent. All right, Sleepy, that is going to wrap it up for this NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Anything else we want to mention to our listeners before we do go our separate ways? Yeah, again, go to pregame.com. Make sure you guys enter code COACH15. Save 15 bucks on anything there at pregame.com. Like I said, Super Bowl packages are going ahead and being posted right now. You got a lot of guys posting all their player props. So, you know, on, on any given week, you know, you might end up with Let's just say, you know, a handful of picks, you know, maybe like 10 picks. But for the Super Bowl week, you know, you're getting a lot of information. Not only are you getting player props, you're getting derivatives, you're getting game picks. Uh, you know, you're getting a lot of the goofy stuff. And some of the information that's in there, especially with the guys that are in Vegas and, and the people in this industry in the know, you know, if you guys are out there betting the Gatorades and you're betting, you know, the uh, the national anthem and stuff like that. Those, those guys, believe it or not, they, they get that information, and usually they're the, the first ones to go in and get it. And even though they only take small limits on some of that stuff, you know, it's an easy way for you to go ahead and pick up a buck or two or at least pay for, you know, a package or something like that that you're going to pick up there at pregame.com. So uh, I would encourage it. This is some of the best information that, that pros and sharps get is when it comes to the Super Bowl because there's uh, – a there's a lot of voices around. It's just it's just one of those weeks where information gets out a little bit easier. So, um, and and you have amazing middle opportunities. So if you have a lot of books, you know a guy might say, hey, like this number is at let's just say fifty, and it's going up to fifty-seven and a half. We're gonna play a middle here. You know, just getting that information and knowing which books to go for um, is great. And, and there are some great betters there at pregame.com that have really, really good information for the Super Bowl. So, again, Coach15, pregame.com, get you all ready for the Super Bowl. There we go. Uh, like Sleepy mentioned, echoing everything that he said, just it's about the information that is going to start trickling out, and you want to get ahead of it. Make sure you get over there to pregame.com. Use that code, Coach15. Take advantage of it because numbers are going to be on that move, and the information is going to be out there as well. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Hopefully, we did find some more winners here on the uh, podcast here for you guys. Until then, good luck with your bets, and we'll talk to you guys down the road.